0: Hey, I'm Sean Canungo. This is another episode of Dangerous Ideas. We break down concepts and frameworks that will change your life. Hey, my name is Sean Canungo. This is another episode of Dangerous Ideas. Uh, I'm super excited to be here today because uh, we have a really great guest. Neve. do you want to say hello to the camera? Hi. (laughs) So Neve has been working with me for about, I want to say, like two, three years. Um, all the videos that you see, all the edits, all the, all the best edits, all the best edits you see, all the crappy edits are probably me. Uh, I just want to remind you what we do on Dangerous Ideas. On Dangerous Ideas, what we do is we talk about um, ideas that will change your life, change your career, uh, but most importantly, probably change your life. And the, the beauty of this podcast is that, We don't really get into the individual. We don't really get into, you know, it's not an interview format. We just explore dangerous ideas. And I have a whole bunch of dangerous ideas today. But Neve, I was going to ask you because, you know, this is the first time on Dangerous Ideas. And actually, you're the producer of this pod. Um, How are you feeling about this pod?
1: Yeah, I think it's going really well. Okay,
0: good. Well, yeah, well, you're the producer, <laughs> so it's
1: I hope it's going really well. Um yeah, I think it's a cool concept that instead of interview style, it's topics. I don't think people really care for interviews. I
0: mean, I, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I agree too. Like I think people um you know, I'm sure they're very interested in you and your life, but that's not this pod, okay? So if you want to interview Neve, just you got that she's got to go on another pod. Yeah. But um Just as a side note, before we get into the dangerous ideas, if you want to let the 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 team know some of the some of the um, you know, what's the dirty secret when it comes to working with Sean? Like, what's what's something that most people would not know?
2: Oh, that's. What's
0: something that people would not know that you know?
1: Um, like about you? Maybe
0: it may no just about like working in this like. The Sean Canungo Industrial Complex.
1: Yeah, I think just always be prepared for anything kind of thing. Yes. We just do different things every day, it seems.
0: Be prepared. Um, Be always ready. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's good. It's a good thing. Um, Okay, so let's get into some of the dangerous ideas. I actually want to piggyback off one of the last podcasts that we did. Um, One of the dangerous ideas, which was this idea of the value of, of... outlandish theatrics. And the reason why I'm bringing this up again is because I've had a whole bunch of different events that happened in my life that I'm like that just reinforces the value of outlandish theatrics. So number 1 is that on Friday I was at I was in New York uh watching Bill Burr on stage. And really cool to see Bill Burr, you know, one of the best comedians on the planet do his thing. But I and I, I don't know why it's maybe because we when we do our keynotes we do these like cra- crazy productions and spend a lot of time on the motion graphics that you help edit props to neve um on a lot of those motion graphics um i just felt walking away from bill burr and even walking away from any comedian in arena and i'm like there's gotta be something more there's gotta be something more than somebody just standing there and just like putting in a fine effort i wouldn't even say it was like the best most riveting effort that he's ever put together Mm -hmm. but it's like there's got to be something more so that people feel walking away like oh wow that was incredible right yeah
1: yeah yeah i feel like comedians usually like comedy clubs are usually smaller rooms and stuff because they don't have yes all those added like screens and things but i do think that if a comedian figured out a way to do it without taking away from like the story the story and the simplicity of it then i think it would do better in like an msg i agree arena kind of setting
0: i agree when you are in an arena i feel like you should um like you should play big you're in a big arena it should feel big yeah right yeah and I just, I don't know. I walked away being like, there's got to be a better way. Like somebody's going to go off and, and reinvent this. So I watched that. And then on Sunday, I was feeling like, so b- the context is, is I went for one of my best friends, Zishan, went, went, went for his 40th. We went to New York. And then Sunday, Saturday night, we went out. I drank a little bit too much. <laughs> Sunday, I actually had to fly into Halifax. And I just wanted a chill night. And I never do this because I usually try to prep for the next day. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to wake up really early the next day. I'm going to prep. But at night, I just want to, like, go to bed at, like, 8. So I went to bed. Like, I just, like, rolled into bed at 8. And I put on a documentary, which I've been waiting to watch. And I actually had to sign up for uh, Paramount+. Plus. Have, oh, yeah. yeah. Have, do I'm have,
1: not, I don't have uh, it, yeah, but yeah, I've yeah. heard but of
0: it. I, I, another thing that I got to sign up. I got to, like, <laughs> Amazon, Netflix. And then I watched the Millie Vanilli documentary. Now, do you know who Millie Vanilli is? I okay, this is probably so. a little bit past your era. So, Millie Vanilli is the only group to return a Grammy back. The the story of Millie Vanilli is that there were uh two really good-looking black guys. The uh, a producer brought them together mm-hmm. and he he brought other people to sing the songs, but these two good-looking black dudes, they would be the face of it. And so they produced these tracks. They actually went super viral. They became one of the hottest things in the United States. Yet the two main guys, they never sung the songs. Mm-hmm. They just look really good and they could dance. That's the reason why they brought them in. Okay. So imagine these two guys are doing a tour. They're, they're, they're like topping the charts with songs that they did not sing. Yeah. They only lip-synced them. So when they went on tour, they were lip-syncing the songs, right? They were just—they were crazy dancers, Mm -hmm. but they were just lip-syncing the songs. And the thing that—that kind of, just, basically destroyed their this this charade that they were that they were uh, doing was that they submitted their song to the Grammys or they submitted themselves to the Grammys and Grammys has a higher standard when it comes to music. yeah. And they actually ended up winning Best New Artist. But afterwards, it came out, the producer actually got ahead of it and said, no, these guys didn't sing, there's some real artists, they are the ones that sung, and it totally destroyed their reputation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But all this to say is that, to me, to me the most interesting part of the story is that after Milli Vanilli, the whole scandal happened, the real artist, put out music for the second album.
2: Yeah.
0: Yet nobody wanted to buy it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then subsequently, the, the two guys that were the dancers, they actually put out some music after. And then they, I think they sold only 2,000 copies globally. So what does this mean? It means that we, we only buy the theatrics. Yeah. We only buy... The product has to be good, but we buy the whole package at the end of the day. Why is it that the real artists putting out the real music can't catch a vibe? They can't, they, they can't even chart mm-hmm. while the, the, the real artist with Millie Vanilli in front of them, that became a global sensation, right? Yeah. So it's like the product is never just good enough. You know, it has to be packaged in the way it, it has to have theatrics around it. it. It reminds me of this video that I saw on the Internet a number of years ago where Ed Sheeran was it was kind of like a prank video. But I think it was a very important video to to show, which was the idea that he would go on the street like the Ed Sheeran would go on the street and say two dollar show to see Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Right. And get, everybody passed by.
1: I think I saw this video. Right? Yeah.
0: Everybody passed by. Yeah. Because they're like, what What do you mean? Like $2 show to see Ed Sheeran? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to fucking do that. But there there were a couple people that said, yeah. I think there was one couple that said, yeah. After like hours went by where nobody was like, I'm going to watch this. A couple actually said, well, let's go see what the hell this is. Of course, they pay the $2. It's freaking Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... It's a fascinating look at packaging. You still have Ed Sheeran, but he's as he's $2. You're not going to watch him. But when you're there, you're like, obviously they were amazed that Ed Sheeran was there. So the value of outlandish theatrics. And my, I go, still go back to the, the idea that people buy story, people buy package, people buy theatrics, not just the thing.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with the lip syncing thing. It's very interesting because at the same time, there's a, like a lot of concerts. I remember I think Selena Gomez was like accused of lip syncing, and people were getting mad. But then when she would actually sing and not sound like the albums, people would also get mad. Right. So it's like.
0: Well, I I think you know the difference between Millie Vanilli is that they obviously obviously lip syncs, but they didn't even sing their own song.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which was different. Now I think everyone sort of lip syncs on, you know, when they go to concert, it's just like, it's given that they're going to lip sync. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think people are okay with that because of the theatrics. They're like, oh shit, like look at all this.
1: Yeah. Like they're like seeing the dancing yeah. lights and everything. So they don't pay attention.
0: You Yeah. You, you're you looking at everything. It's like, I feel like they just, they're just in awe of everything else and they're okay with it. Yeah. Like if Bill Burr was lip syncing his comedy's routine we would be mad because that's the only thing there's no theatrics mm-hmm. it's just the product basically yeah
1: yeah i th- i'm surprised that bill burr like went that big of a of a place like not just not because he couldn't sell it but because it just doesn't seem like a comedy show arena
0: yeah and no it- you you'd be surprised like i've been i've been to like many of them very low production very low yeah. production. And they are making bank. You can think about it like... I guess
2: so, yeah. Oh, my, my God. These go guys are crazy. making bank.
0: They have no production. Yeah. They basically have a mic. They're selling out MSG. Can you imagine the profit on that thing? Oh, my yeah. God. Like, at least when Drake, you know, or Taylor as is, is at MSG, mm-hmm. like, they, they got, like, 50 trucks of stuff yeah. that they're putting in. Yeah. Right? And obviously, the cost is a little different. But, like, oh, my God. These guys are making bank.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think, though, that if he did put in screens and things that it would take away from his, like, comedy? Yeah, I mean, at,
0: purists would say that. Purists yeah. would say that Bill Burr putting in some sort of screen or putting, like, purists hate screens. Mm-hmm. They're like, the story should, the story should stand for itself. But I think purists are, listen, I, I feel like people have changed. Like, unfortunately, standing on stage for two hours because you have to listen to the openers, it's just, we're just not wired to do that anymore. I don't know how many young people are gonna sit there for like three hours and listen to people.
1: Yeah, even like movies and things, I find like, I like check my phone. I'm like, is it a? That and that's why Even if I'm enjoying it,
0: that's why. I, you, you, like all the things that are moving, not at a movie theater though.
1: I'll like check my watch to see if it's a at
0: the movie like Two hours. Yeah. At the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. And and and. and See, that's crazy because they, they there's, like, constant shit coming at you. Yeah. And you're still checking. Yeah. And uh, that's wild. So I feel like people's, like, attention spans are so small oh, yeah. that you need to be able to, like, put together those theatrics. And this is not just, like, in shows. This is just in life. Like, put in some effort. Yeah. Uh, costly signaling. Putting in effort. Translates into greater value and meaning at the end of the day. We talk about this all the time. Put in effort, the product is not just enough. So anyways, I, I, I'm that's probably like the main if I want to die, people are just gonna put that up. just like put in effort. So um, I want to bring back another topic from last week. This is by the way, this is hey, dangerous ideas. We bring back topics but they're important because the different guests like to get their opinions. Last week, we talked about the sassy man revolution. And I I, I have to apologize because I I think now your feed, your social feeds have just been sassy man.
1: Yeah. I've actually even seen people who aren't him doing like sassy man things.
0: Not the same. Not the same guy. Thing. Okay. Okay.
1: And like, I saw this TikTok and it was someone's like screenshots with their boyfriend and he, he's like embodying the sassy man apocalypse thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And all the comments are like, oh, like I, I, I want a boyfriend like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like...
0: Okay, so let, let, let's chat about that because last week, my hot take, the dangerous idea, is that the world is a pendulum
2: mm-hmm.
0: where, you know, it's like, I don't know, two months ago, we loved the man and maybe that has always persisted mm-hmm. that girls love and guys now love like the alpha the man the guy that stands up blah blah and then now with sassy man revolution mm-hmm. it's putting a dent into that because it seems like a lot of girls like the sassy man yeah which is you know it, it you know listen if andrew tate saw sassy man, I think he would just he would he would he would just like shoot himself.
1: Yeah. Okay. He'd like explode. <laughs> that's exactly
0: why Andrew by the way, I don't I don't support Andrew Date or anything that he says by but, but it's just funny to see what he says. He, that's why he said Canadian men, like if you're a man from Canada, like you should be, I don't know. It's just embarrassing to be a man from Canada. And it turns out that the the the, the Pookie man, Pooky sassy guy, Prayag, he's from Mississauga. Anyways but the question is is this actually something that girls are looking for like you, your friends? The sassy man?
1: Um, it's funny because I feel like I feel like the whole like manly thing, it was more so guys wanted that right. than the girls. Like I I think the girls have always been on like not necessarily the sassy man, but like just not like the super manly side yeah. of it. Um and I would say like for me and my friends, like all of us are dating, like more so, s- like I wouldn't say they're like sassy men, sassier. but like sassier, like they're on that side. And right. I don't think I've ever met someone that I know that's been interested in the other side.
0: Right. So, guys, guys, okay, so this is a good perspective. Guys love alpha guys Mm -hmm. they think that alpha guys get the girls yeah but in reality girls like sassy guys and in reality the sassy guys are getting the girls
2: yeah
1: it's like whenever people used to say oh like the nice guy like no one wants the nice guy they all want the bad boy kind of thing it's I, I don't think they actually do. It's just like guys think that for some reason.
0: Ah, that makes sense. They like reversed sense.
1: it in their brain and then now think that they should do the opposite of what the girls actually want. Right, and right. And so now I feel like with the guys embracing the sassy man aspect, it's just going to do better for
2: them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But let's not, let's not confuse. I don't want this to be like a, uh, do you remember when quiet quitting started and like people are talked about quiet quitting? I don't want anybody watching this pod to be like, there is a sassy man revolution happening or there's a sassy man apocalypse happening. It's just like one guy on TikTok is like sassy. So I don't want like people to think that this is a trend. You know what I mean? It's like the quiet quitting started. Somebody said quiet quitting. They thought the whole rev- they thought the whole Gen Z was quiet quitting. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just probably one dude that was quiet quitting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that's the problem with social media is that you take a data point and you extrapolate it. So I don't want to say that people but it is just fascinating to see the comment section of the 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 Pookie Nation guy, Prayag Mishra, like he's got a lot of girls in the, in the comments and probably in the DMs. Yeah. And to me, that's fascinating because girls love his personality, right? Mm-hmm. Are we just saying girls like guys with personality? I think that's always been the case.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's
0: it. Girls like guys with personality. And listen, if you, this is not a dating part, po- this is, you know, we're talking about business, we're talking about culture, but the punchline is, is if you wanna get a girl, you, you have to have a personality. Yeah. That, I mean, it's not a hot take. It's just that's a reality.
1: Yeah. I feel like it is kind of a hot take. I feel like some people
0: no, listen, I, I I've <laughs> I, I've met many girls uh that are married today and they married a lot of guys without personality. And um God bless them. But uh, but, uh yeah, it's just fascinating. I'm not gonna call them out here, but um um anyway, so sassy man, so like is this something that you and friends are talking about? Did you guys talk about it? Sassy man revolution. This is not... This is just like a niche TikTok thing. Because I feel like when our last podcast here was here, Nav, and he didn't even know what the hell it was talking about. Yeah. And that's just the internet.
1: I didn't even know until you showed me. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's just kind of like a niche thing.
0: Okay. So, let's let's keep on moving. Uh, one of the principles that I talked about in my book is called the Maya principle. The Maya principle is a really powerful idea. It's the idea of... Being um, uh, creating something that is not too advanced, but just advanced enough that people would accept it. So, uh, for example, the best example I can give is you an elevator. So when the, the automatic elevator started, people thought it was too crazy. Like, what do you mean? Like, people were freaked out that you could press a button and go up all the way. So what they did was they they... Did the old school way, which was the old school way was with an elevator is that you would put a, a human in there and they would help you get to the actual top of the elevator. Yeah. And so when the automatic elevator d- happened, they, they still put a doorman in there just to f- make people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's a way of getting around it and to making it acceptable for people um, at the end of the day. So my principle is a really dangerous idea because um, when you're creating anything whether it's an idea, whether it's a technology, a concept, whatever it might be, make sure that it's not too out there. Otherwise, most most people will be like, what the hell is this? They're not going to accept it. Yeah. You have to make it palatable. You have to make it, you know, something that people can sort of relate to in some sort of way. I would say like, you know, um, I'm trying to give a, a musical example. Like Lil Nas X, I feel like, because he did something with his first ta- song, Old Town Road, which is the number one still to this day, the most um the most weeks on the Billboard number one chart ever, did something really interesting where, where he, he produced a song which was sort of hip hop,
2: mm-hmm.
0: sort of country, and people that were hip hop liked it and people that were country liked it, but it was still really weird. Yeah. But it it just sort of it was it, it was the Maya principle. It was it was allow people to accept this idea without being too far. Um, by the way, I didn't even describe. I didn't tell you what Maya stands for. Most advanced yet acceptable. I think that's what it is. Most advanced yet acceptable Maya. So um, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because recently there was this technology that just came out. It's called the humane AI pin. Have you seen this?
1: I have. I've heard of it. Yeah.
0: So what it is, for those who of you who haven't seen this, it's a pin that you put onto your shirt or put onto your jacket, and it kind of acts like a a replacement for your smartphone. So you could tap it. It can take a text. It could take a picture. Mm-hmm. It could give you recipes. It could give you directions. It could make a call, etc. And I think it actually fell in The Maya principle, where it was like advanced, but yet it was still acceptable. Um, But I feel like it wasn't too advanced yet. Do you know what I mean? So it because I saw a lot of people hate it on social media, and I felt that it was it wasn't revolutionary enough, which was weird. Yeah, what's your what's your take on it?
1: Yeah, I saw the video about it, and I feel like it's just Siri. It's literally just, like, it does a few other things. It's like
0: an Apple Watch on your chest.
1: Yeah, which I feel like I, I don't know. I just don't really get the point of it, I guess. And you have to, like, talk to it. So I don't want to be, I'd rather just type in my question than, like, have to, like, ask it out loud, I guess. Especially if it, like, I'm Googling something stupid. Right. So I don't, I don't know.
0: Well, you know, you know, like everybody's been trying to kill the smartphone. Yeah. Right. And come up with not everyone. I mean, it's, it's very hard to do. Like mm-hmm. iPhone 2007. We're here in 2023. Like this thing is like this thing. Will this thing be disrupted in our lifetime? Like, I don't I don't even know. Right. Yeah. So um, people are trying to think about what will disrupt this thing. And uh, I just dropped it. <laughs> um, and this was the, the I, 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 by the way, appreciate. The humane ai pin yeah i actually was going to buy it mm-hmm. however i before i bought it because a number one the reason why i was going to buy the human ai pin number one i appreciate people that are taking bold steps whether you can you can hate it or not i appreciate people trying something bold i appreciate it and i'm not going to knock somebody for trying something bold number two is I think that this is the first generation. Like, listen, this is the first iteration. Yeah. Could get exponentially better tomorrow, next year. Uh, the only reason why I haven't completed the purchase yet is because I want to... A- I asked them the question uh, because you can't port your number over to it, right? So you can't, like... And I've been, I've had my same number for, like, 20 years. So, like, yeah. I'm not going to change my number or add a number to it. Mm-hmm. Who's going to text me on that? Yeah. Right? Um, so I want to see if, in Canada if... The, the 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 roaming charges because it's it's us based so i want to see if the roaming charges would have applied and no one got back to me mm. i need a human to yeah <laughs> to respond to me um so I, I was gonna buy it but um what what do you, okay so like if you're not impressed by it and you think it's just an apple watch or siri what would what would you what would rep, like impress you what would be a replacement for the iphone
1: yeah honestly i don't know if i don't know i don't know if like it would take a lot for me to replace my iphone i think
0: yeah yeah i think to me the killer app is is going to be uh, augmented reality ar with ai yeah right so like those ray-ban the ray-ban glasses mm-hmm. that they can super impose like you can still have a screen, yeah. in a sense, but also have those AI elements, like, you know, figure out my yeah. schedule, and, and it has to be seamless.
1: Isn't that, is that what, like, Elon Musk's thing is, but it's in your brain? Neuralink? Yeah.
0: Yeah, sort of, uh, but it's on a screen, though.
1: Yeah, it's like, it just comes through your eyes kind of thing?
0: Uh... I think you're wearing something I'm not exactly sure
1: I'm not too sure um
0: but listen we we, we need to replace the phone because this is embarrassing (laughs) that we're looking at our phone all day long it's so addictive yeah I feel like we need something like the humane AI pin Mm -hmm. I think we need something like that will help us disrupt this because this is destroying society yeah yeah i do feel i mean we love it but it's <laughs> let's be honest we love it but it's destroying society yeah it's it's making things better but it's also making things worse as individuals
1: mm-hmm. i just feel like with something like that like the humane ai pin like it would it would have to be something that everybody switched over to kind of at once it's like how when smartphones came out everyone like gradually started getting them yeah and then it phased out like the old Hard. keyboard thing. So yeah. you would have to get something that almost everyone would switch over to, which like you said like if they don't have it in Canada and you can't like or like you can't put your real phone number on it and stuff, it's just not going to work. Right. They have to make it more simple first in like to set up.
0: Right. Right. So you think it needs mass adoption immediately in order to 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 really to really put a dent and replace the iPhone,
1: I think so, because even with like social media apps and things, like if like threads, I never done. got it. I, no one really uses it as far as I'm aware. done. Um, be real.
0: are you still on be real?
1: I'm still on it, but i I like don't use it. interesting. like
0: have you got onto it recently because I deleted it because um, i I, I be real. Okay, so if you don't know what Be Real is, Be Real is a social app, um, French uh, French-owned company um, where you can post a picture of it. Tell it. It prompts you to when to post a picture. Basically, so everybody around the world at a certain time, two p.m. wherever it is, post a picture of where you are, where you're at at that time. So it's supposed to be like very. Instantaneous is supposed to be very, like, I don't know, real. Yeah. Be real.
1: I think where they miss the mark is you're allowed to upload late. Like, I totally. purposely 100%. only upload when I'm doing something cool.
0: <laughs> 100%. Like, I,
1: I went to a concert last night, so I posted last night, but I think that's the first time I've posted in weeks. Wow. And that's like most people I know, too. They'll only post if. And the problem is, something. everybody
0: gets it at the same time, so. It's yeah. like they get the same notification at the same time. So like, oh shit, be real! And then they're,
2: yeah, yeah. I and so so let me t-
0: ask you this: um, Do you find it interesting to look at other be reels
1: Um, I do. Okay. Mostly just because I'm nosy.
0: <laughs> okay. But I
1: only look at my friends. Everyone like I, is I nosy. I never by the way. use the explore page, so I guess it's not that interesting.
0: By the way, the be real is not be real because it's like, it's still curated. Yeah. Even if it's late. Mm-hmm. Because we could do a be real right now and it wouldn't be a true depiction. It would be like, you know, the light would be there because of yeah. what what is actually happening.
1: Like you're still posing.
0: You're still posing. Yeah. What a be real would be awesome is that some... <laughs> somebody yeah, comes to like the door paparazzi. and fucking takes a picture of you that's a real be real yeah that that is a billion dollar company yeah the guy comes through the corner and takes a be real of you at 2 p.m that's a be real
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and like with that again like everyone got on it at once and then it just fell off as well so i feel like if you don't have something that's gonna keep people then this like
0: What's the Hard. <laughs> it's very hard to do. I can't name you that many apps that have done that in the last 10 years. The yeah. only app in the last 10 years that has gained traction, like true traction, there's only two, TikTok mm-hmm. and ChatGPT. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can even argue ChatGPT has fallen off, right? But, you know, they're still putting in things mm-hmm. um, into it. Um, I think uh, it's very hard to goes back to it's very hard to get people's attention today yeah very hard to get people to to engage
1: Mm -hmm. i also feel like there's like so much now that you're just not it's so hard to like impress people these days like the humane ai pin i feel like if that came out maybe five years ago everyone would be like oh my gosh but now it's like okay it's just a pin like i don't know you know what i mean
0: you know the the, you're so right and i think this goes back to the um you know some of the ideas that dangerous ideas that we've been talking about before which is the idea that it's just like you know we live in this world of attention right Mm -hmm. and when you have an abundance of noise abundance of content abundance of anything at your fingertips you actually become very picky and you also become very ungrateful. So, you know, look at Netflix. Netflix is a, a classic example. You know, back in the day, when I used to fly with my parents, what, what would happen would be, there would be a, a, a TV that would come down, and then we would just all watch that video. No matter where we were sitting, if you were sitting close to it, you would watch it like this, yeah. your back. We'd all just watch that movie. Yeah. We all just watched that movie together. Mm-hmm. And after it would be done, we'd be like, hey, that was a sweet movie. Yeah. They gave you one option. They didn't even tell you the option. Yeah. They just, gave, they just played the Kevin Costner movie to, to everyone, mm-hmm. right? And that we accepted it. It was great. But now when you have everything at your fingertips, when you have every piece of content and stuff, and it's just nonstop, you, like... The majority of people that have now access to all this content, you're like, oh, there's nothing on. Yeah. It's crazy how ungrateful we have gotten.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like even with how much is on Netflix and things, I find I still rewatch the same like four shows every year. Like right? I never, I very rarely start something new.
0: That's wild. I wonder... I. And think about it from an app's perspective. Like, we have all these apps. You have everything. Like, people are just so... Just... They're like... It's not that there's not good stuff. It's just that our expectation has gone off the... Just completely gone off the map. Mm-hmm. And we just don't appreciate things anymore.
1: Yeah. I also feel like there's, like, too many options. That it's, like, almost like... Like a paralysis of choice. Yeah. Like, you just... I don't even want to pick. I don't want to look through them. I'm like, I'm just going to go to what I know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so I believe that to me in a world of abundance, that the products, the, the services, the information that are scarce will sort of win over. Yeah. Right. The thing that's going to only give you one thing mm-hmm. because I mean, it's just too much choice. I feel like Netflix has hurt themselves because they have, there's too much shit on there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to think of another example. Like, even grocery stores, you go to a grocery store, like, I don't know, there's just so much stuff there. It's just, imagine like t- supplanting somebody from like the 1918s or like the, the 1800s into a grocery store. Yeah. I think out of all the content, uh, I think the thing that would blow their minds the most would be a grocery store. Yeah. Like, forget netflix forget uber forget satellites with them walking into a grocery store and be like what the hell is this yeah would be the craziest thing in the world you have all this food here like what's going on
1: yeah yeah i started grocery shopping like just recently for myself and it takes me so long because i'm just standing there like i don't know which one to get like they are all the same but are they yeah yeah
0: so what so what does this mean for like are we just Turning into very just ungrateful. What, what's the solution to this?
1: Honestly, I I don't even know. I feel like it's
0: like attention. Like let's let's just talk talk about attention. Yeah. If you and we talk about this all the time, and we talked about it today, um, as we strategize for twenty twenty four, like how do you get people's attention today?
1: I feel like you just have to be like everywhere all the time like just like constantly popping yeah in. otherwise they're just gonna forget about you kind of thing
0: so consistency of putting out your 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 authenticity and who you are is i i agree mm-hmm. but i feel like you almost have to like i don't know yeah. like the 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 best example is um so we we put together this prank and I, can i talk about another pod around the joe rogan church I don't
1: think you did
0: okay so so let me break this down for you I in order to promote the special we thought that a really great prank because in the special I talk about the idea that individuals have become the new religions so our idea was that we were going to create a CGI version of a Joe Rogan church like on like, as if I was on an iPhone and I just came upon it. It was supposed to look so real that no one would be able to know. And so I I got a team, spent an extraordinary amount of money to get this like really super sophisticated CGI team to create this uh, video, this viral video. So I got it, I'm like, this is sweet. I literally posted it on social media and I, we actually partnered with Worldstar, which is the first time, by the way, partnering with Worldstar is like a trip, by the way. I'm not, that's another detail of how to partner with Worldstar. Worldstar is like a very, uh, I don't know, skeezy. I don't even know what skeezy is, if it's a word. but
1: It's kind of like TMZ of social media. Hood.
0: It's like the hood. It's like, yeah. But it's like the hood TMZ, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. That's what I would say. So partnered with Worldstar to put up this viral video and i don't know maybe got like 40, thirty thousand views and most of the people in my world that actually saw it then i said hey did you see that they're like yeah that's that was crazy so anyways like do you know what i mean they they they, they, they it wasn't the fact that it was that they thought it was fake yeah it was like it it was as if it was like real and they were like yeah that's great people are crazy anyways you know what i mean yeah it it just didn't even pierce their brain mm-hmm. i'm like it's a, it's a church somebody made a joe rogan church but they did not care yeah and it was a lesson for me because then i'm like i could create like i could i could bring barack obama and have oprah here and give her and get barack obama and give her a massage and people would just be like, yeah, though, I saw that it was crazy, and then they would just go on to something else. Yeah, they would not stop. Mhm. And that's an example of it. Even people online, they'd be, they were like, uh, "Wow, yeah, people are crazy." Like, very few comments. People went on. They just scroll past it. Mhm. Fucking crazy. Yeah. How do you get people's attention? Just.
1: I yeah. I feel like with that, it was like, it's insane that people weren't more like who is doing this? Like, yeah. Like, why? <laughs>
0: like, yeah. So, I, anyways, I think that's a lesson for us. It's a lesson for the world, a dangerous idea, that if you want to get people's attention, you gotta tr- you got to try harder. Yeah. And this game has become so difficult.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're putting out a regular post, you're done. It needs to be authentic, it needs to be real, it needs to, or it needs to be over the top. Yeah, something Um, this gets to a point that we actually recorded a pod many many months ago and it was the most interesting part is that I think I don't know if you were traveling or your friends were traveling or you were on social media looking at people from other states where they have like young men have embodied the the Nelk Boys'
2: oh, voice, yeah. yeah,
0: or the Toronto man voice, yeah, and oh, it's more of the I think it's more of the Nelk Boys' aesthetic and voice. Just yeah, describe it to the group,
1: like the hockey boy, like the, oh yeah, typical, just like like I would say like frat boy, but it's like even more niche than that. It's like
0: the hockey boy. Is it just the aesthetic? Or is it also the voice, the it's the cadence? The,
1: it's the voice and the slang and the outfits and just like the overall behavior, I guess.
0: Behavior, hockey boy behavior.
1: Yeah, and like, like I grew up here, so it was just everyone I went to school with was like that, just because backwards hat,
0: like yeah,
1: like flow growing out, like bro, yeah, yeah, and
0: let's get her boys.
1: Now you like go. And look at videos of guys in university in like Texas thinking they're going to sound all like cowboy, but they sound the exact same wow. as kids I went to school with and wow. like saying same slang and everything. And it's because I'm pretty sure it's because like the Nuk boys like blew up and everyone just started using their slang, using everything. Wow. And it's it's very interesting because I I remember when I was in school, everyone like everyone was like, oh, like, you're a typical hockey boy, like, kind of making fun of it, where now it's, like, the cool thing to do, I guess.
0: Amongst boys. Yeah. 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 Like, or amongst men, like, of that age. Mm -hmm. But I don't think women think that that's cool. Well, I don't know. Maybe.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think it just depends. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting to see. And it's not... It used to be only the kids that played hockey, and now it's everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny because, like, you could definitely see... Uh, you could run into somebody and know exactly that they play hockey or mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're part of this hockey boy. I'm trying to say a hockey boy culture, yeah. culture. Culture is the best word for it. But the fact that the Nelk boys have sort of in a way created this culture globally or maybe even North America because of their content and their podcasts and all that is remarkable, is a testament to the Nelk boys. Yeah. Um, it's really impressive.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: it's interesting. And I, I think it's, I don't think it was like their intention, but because they are so popular, it's just like people adapted their yeah. slang and then slowly adapted their way of speaking. Cause it's not even just like the things they say, it's the way they say it as well. Right. And then I've seen that a lot Lately, with like the Toronto accent too. Like, there's a girl I think from Alberta who blew up because she was using. Yeah, the there's Toronto been a couple accent. people. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're not actually from Toronto." But I'm like, I don't even know if I know anyone from Toronto that talks like that. Right. So I'm like, is it a Toronto accent?
0: Is there a Alberta accent? I think so. But because I was in uh, I was in Halifax yesterday, mm-hmm. two days ago, and we were, t- the, the other guy with me was from Calgary, mm-hmm. and we were asking the question to the folks in, Newf- in in Nova Scotia, because there clearly is a Atlantic Canada accent, right? Yeah. Newfie, uh, if you're in Newfoundland, there's definitely an accent in, Newf- in Newfoundland. Uh, but in Alberta, I think she said that, no, um, Albertans are very, I guess, I don't, I don't know. They sound like everyone else in... You know america Mm -hmm. but you you think that albertans have an accent
1: i do but it's more so like it's it's very subtle okay but i would say if actually i guess if you talk to someone from bc they kind they kind of sound the same to me so maybe not maybe it's like western canada
0: i have never seen obviously as somebody that travels a lot Mm -hmm. um and is in front of thousands tens of thousands of people every single year uh not a single person has ever come up to me and said i don't know where you're from but you're from Alberta they've definitely said can canada yeah because we because of the words that we use but even if i didn't say certain words the w- the way that they are i don't think people would think that i'm from canada mm-hmm. uh, but i don't think that alberta has accent but maybe there is a, a subtle accent
1: yeah, I'm not too sure. I th- I think, I think it's more so again, just like this the slang, which is anywhere's is gonna have that. Yeah. Than the actual way of speaking.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, it's a slang. I feel like, um, and and maybe this is a dangerous idea, but if you want to be successful in your career overseas, mm-hmm. go to a country where they respect that country's. Accent. So, for example, uh, I was in, in uh, New York with, uh, with a friend who used to live in Canada, but now he lives in the Middle East. Mm. He, he lives in Doha. And I asked him, does your North American Canadian accent give you a leg up in the Middle East? In the Middle East, he says, absolutely it does, Yeah, 100%. Uh, because people, you know, see that as a, as a sign of, I don't know, being different, intellectual. Mm-hmm. The same thing I feel like for folks that are here, for here from the UK. Yeah, I feel like they get a bump.
1: The British accent is like a big thing here.
0: The British accent bump. Yeah, I call it the Jay Shetty effect. We've talked <laughs> about it on other podcasts. The Jay Shetty effect is when somebody that speaks with a british accent says the same thing as you but the the world just accepts that message a little bit more from the british guy yeah unfortunately it's the truth
1: i think that's why they use um like british people to do nature documentaries
0: is that right yeah maybe right because
1: everyone wants to listen to that but if it was like an american guy no one would want to
0: right I wonder if in the UK, somebody that knows, that somebody has a North American accent, we gotta ask this question. Somebody somebody has a North American accent actually has a leg up.
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure. Like my family is in Scotland and my cousins have said like they'd rather my accent, but I think it's just cause they live there and they grew up there. Right. And so that's what they're around all the time. Plus like the Scottish accent is like harsher. Right. Um. So they want the North American accent, but I'm like, I'd rather have a cool accent like yours. Right. Yeah, I think it's just because we're around it all the time, but then you're not always around the British accent. So it's just like, it just sticks out more. So you listen better.
0: So listen, I think um, to round up this accent thing and the Nelk Boys piece, I I just found the Nelk Boys piece interesting because they have penetrated culture Mm -hmm. in a way that is impacting uh people's speech which is that's like real affinity like people like love them so much and listen to them so much that they're now speaking like them which is insane yeah the other thing is that i just hope that as albertans that we do not for whatever reason develop an accent like the toronto i mean i i I don't want to i don't want to be controversial But the new Toronto man or the new Toronto girl accent is horrible. It is the worst accent on the planet. And um, please do not make (laughs) that accent as the default accent to Canadians because it's absolutely horrendous. And I am just worried that somehow we degrade ourselves here in Alberta to an accent like that. Like there's also a Surrey man accent. This is like, uh, if you're from Surrey, there's like a Surrey Jack. Um, it's like a brown guy from Surrey. It's a very distinct accent and a certain cadence mm-hmm. that people have in Surrey. And I don't want us to get down to that level, to the Toronto man level. I want us to maintain a certain level of uh, grammar, punctuation, yeah, understanding. Like, I want to be able to speak to somebody and be like, I understand this person.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But maybe we're maybe we live in a bubble. Maybe we do have an accent. And maybe people don't we have they have no idea what we're talking about.
1: Maybe. I feel like though even with like the Toronto accent and stuff, I don't hear people in real life talking like that ever. It's always just social media. And I think people like
0: No, 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 really? no. People talk like that. Really? I feel like people talk like that.
1: Huh. I feel like they like up it for social media. Def-
0: definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um but okay, just to close it off, going back to this accent piece, who else has impacted the 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 like the Nelk Boys creating this hockey boy culture for the world. Yeah, like who else has done that? You know what I mean. Like you would think that even like somebody like Drake or or like obviously there's for men there's been people that have you know the soccer stars whether it's Beckham or Cristiano Ronaldo, um, Neymar. Like people have created fashion trends certainly, but to to embody the entire essence. Yeah. Of the Nelk Boys mm-hmm. and copy and paste that with young people. Mm-hmm. That's got to be like I've never seen that before.
1: And like I know for a fact, not everyone is watching the Nelk Boys. So it's even people who don't watch them that is not that are now like adapting it just because everyone else
0: right started. S- super medic. Yeah. It, oh, I mean, I, I sorry. I should say actually. I mean, the Kardashians have absolutely created
1: yeah for copycats for girls for sure they,
0: i mean they become an entire culture yeah they that that's why i think the kardashians are the most uh impactful cult- cultural mm-hmm.
2: uh
0: you know people individuals yeah. they, they they've they've absolutely created an entire culture aesthetic like people want to look like the kardashians
1: yeah even like talking like
0: the yeah that's what i mean even well. talking like yeah. that. yeah yeah. Like the vocal, the vocal fry.
1: Yeah. Vocal fry has become like a really big thing. It's
0: always become a thing, but I just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how people pick it up.
1: Yeah. I always think about myself and I'm like, do I talk like that? <laughs> like, I don't know. No, I
0: think but you're good. I think you're good. Yeah. But so. I'm going to be, uh, but, the, but hey, if, you, if, you're, <laughs> if you're listening to her. Um, okay. So listen, um, any other ta- hot topics? We talked about a lot of things. A lot of dangerous ideas. Yeah. Anything else? Current events, hot topics. Usually at the end of the show, as you know, because you produce this pod, <laughs> uh, we talk about hot topics. But I think we weave them in. Yeah. I think the humane AI app um, talked a little bit about Elon Musk. Um, anything else that's culturally popping? The the only thing I would ask is the. Um, the gpt so what uh, chad gpt did recently is they introduced um a way for you to create your own gpt so you could have neve gpt or like i could create an, my own gpt
2: mm-hmm.
0: your own custom gpt so if you had your own gpt what would you build i just built one like five seconds ago
1: so like does it like how does that work
0: so it's very customized to what you're looking for so if you were like I am a creative that wants to create like new campaigns for my D2C brand, and I only want to look up other D2C brands. Y- it, you can call it like a cd D2C skin GPT. So it always is researching or it's doing something for you. Mm-hmm. You're creating your own like virtual assistant, basically.
2: Okay,
1: what would I use it for?
0: Well, if you were to create your own GPT, yeah, assistant. It's basically having your own AI assistant. Yeah. For anything.
1: I, I think I would mostly just use it for like everyday like things. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It would be great if it could help me get dressed in the morning, like figure okay. out outfits. Based on you.
0: I, I think it could do that. Yeah. I think if you gave it your, I think you could create.
1: Like upload your closet. Upload
0: your closet. Oh my God. This is like a billion dollar idea.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly shocked it's not a thing already. Like a smart
2: closet.
0: Smart closet. Like you just upload your closet. Yeah. Just add all the pictures and it will pick and match for you.
2: Yeah. Like- and
0: it will put it on you and you'll get some examples of it. Yeah. I, b- I bet you could do that. You probably could. Okay. We just built a billion dollar GPT here. <laughs> um, I, my billion dollar idea is, and I already tried it to build it in GPT. It wouldn't allow me to do this. I've been thinking about this idea for probably more than a decade. I think, it's a, I think it's the next billion dollar company. Okay, are you ready for it? Are you ready for it, audience? Dangerous idea? This is the most dangerous idea of all time. Okay? This is why the, the pod, <laughs> and, and you would use it. Mm-hmm. Your mom would use it. I would, you would use it every day. Okay. Okay? Imagine something that you would use every single day. No matter where you are, you would use it. Mm-hmm. This is the app. And it's only possible because of artificial intelligence. The app is a facial. It's a, it's a, what's the best way to describe it? It's basically a person, a picture. Oh, fuck. What's the best way to describe it? (laughs) The best way to describe it is take a picture, any picture of anybody around the world and you can identify who that person is and their name and like some details about them mm. based on LinkedIn or some information like where they work. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're at a cool restaurant. You're like, oh, that girl's like five. I like who is she? Let her take a picture of her. AI will search the Internet. Yeah. Go on LinkedIn, go on Facebook, Instagram, go wherever else. It'll pull together all the information. This person is Chloe Sedana. She works at aritzia she's 27 years old yeah and blah blah blah. you would so think about in this current context imagine going to the airport Mm -hmm. you'd be like oh this person's in super elite i wonder what this person does take a quick picture like oh arthur b jordan is the ceo of blah, blah blah company oh cool yeah imagine going throughout history you pull a picture of michael jordan 1989, the kid in the front row cheering. I'm, I wonder who that kid was.
2: Hmm.
0: Pull the picture, go into the GPT, Canungo GPT. We'll call it Canungo GPT. Find any picture around the world and identify who that person is. Yeah. In real life, back in history. And come on, that's the most dangerous idea on the planet. Yeah. You would use it every day.
1: I, I probably would. I feel like it would maybe make people not have conversations anymore, though. Why? Like, because you could just get all their info without. Well, talk. you wouldn't be able to
0: get every info. You'd, yeah. You'd be you get the the surface level information. Yeah,
1: like the spark. Like mode.
0: maybe like maybe if you know where they worked or maybe you know their age, like that's it.
1: Yeah, it actually might make it easier because then you could exactly know what to talk to them about and know if you wanted to talk to them a little well bit. no it
0: just goes back to like on be real we talked about we're taking a picture mm-hmm. imagine on be real somebody takes a picture yo i'm here and there's like some people who are, who are those people with them yeah and you just put that thing into canungo gpt and you'd be like oh yeah three, one, two, three, four, oh, oh, okay these are all her friends how come yeah. i wasn't invited to this thing
1: yeah i feel like that could be (laughs) life-changing yeah
0: and it would put people obviously so i tried to create the gpt this today Mm -hmm. but because of privacy rules and regulations i wasn't able to build it but i feel like this is could be built Mm -hmm. in this era because of like have you seen your iphone like have you had like how good it is at facial recognition yeah in terms of like you put in you know your boyfriend's face and then all the pictures like that's crazy yeah so imagine that for the entire world Mm -hmm. and i think there would be a lot of bad Mm -hmm. but for the most part there'll be a lot of good yeah because now we can connect with people in 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 a better way yeah so that is the most dangerous idea and every single person would use it every single day some woman asked me today she's like hey at starbucks she's like hey what do you do for a living like i'm just curious like you're just you always come in here you're also happy like what 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 do you do for a living she probably could have found that out she took a picture of me she could have found out yeah neem i'm just there's just billion dollar ideas on this pod (laughs) that's that's the reason for this pod listen um thank you so much for coming really appreciate it this was an awesome pod if you're listening to this pod rate review subscribe wherever you are on Spotify, YouTube, um, we're, we're gonna come out with more a Dangerous Idea Pods. We're almost, almost there in terms of getting out the studio and, and, and making sure that you guys get the best experience, costly signaling. And uh, I can't wait, we'll see you on the next one.